Lord departed from off the threshold of the house and stood over the cherubims. And the cherubims lifted up their wings and mounted up from the earth and in my sight. When they were out, the wheels were also beside them, and everyone stood at the door of these. Hello, brothers and sisters from around the world, uh, every tribe and every tongue who believes in him, who is making up his new nation, New Jerusalem of God. The New Jerusalem is the mother of us all, the Bible says, and the Lord is making up his New Jerusalem with his living stones, and we are going to live forever with him. So I just felt like the Lord wanted me to go on and do this video, and I felt like he wanted me to do it a week ago. That I've been buffeted uh, by the enemy and we're all in a battle it's a spiritual battle until it's not anymore and it's over and that's what he is doing he is ending this battle forever so we can take heart and we can rejoice in these very difficult and sad times so I've been sad as I know all of you are sad anyone who knows what's going on in Ukraine if you're not receiving that information in your country uh, because of propaganda, uh, people are basically being slaughtered by the Russian soldiers. And they are also fighting back. Um, the dream I had about a year ago or so, I don't know if some of you might remember if you've tuned in. Uh, so we were climbing out of COVID. It was like the whole world was climbing out of COVID climbing climbing out of covid and we were finally just out of covid and this bear attacked us so this huge bear attacked us and uh like was really scary and at the time i thought it could be russia it could be finances sometimes uh finances are a bear it could be both obviously this is um russia for sure like and maybe still finances but Russia is not the enemy in terms of the Lord, what the Lord sees as the enemy. So my last video, I called it um, the, or the Lord had said to me, the last video was hard to post. Thank you for anyone who's watched it. Um, but the word the Lord had said to me was the invasions were the liberations. And that's just so hard to think of that with all the sadness. So let's take a moment to think about the sadness right now. What the Lord said to me is tell the people that the sadness is short. It's a short time. It's a short, short time. He said to tell the people that behold, I come quickly. He comes quickly. This is all has to happen before he comes. He has to uh, take down kingdoms. He has to pour out his spirit on all flesh. If you're humble, you're going to receive him and go with him. And if you're not, you're going to be resisted and burned up forever and ever. So he said to tell you all that this sadness is short. It is short time. So we don't have to be like, Oh no, they've lost their father forever and they have to grow up without a father. Like I really believe the Lord is coming so soon 
that we only have a sad, a short sad time. And it is the time of sorrows. It is the time of Jacob's trouble. Jesus was a man of sorrows. And before he comes again as the reigning lion, we are still in the time of sorrows. We're still in the Isaiah 53. We're still with the suffering Lord. So I had words about, you know, how we're in this time where it's going to think like the Lord wasn't here. And one of the Ukrainian women I heard, she said, none of us expected this. We didn't expect this. Uh, basically trying to genocide the Ukrainian people. And I was thinking, it's because she doesn't know we're in the end times. Like, we have to expect that we are going to have more and more trouble. And I do believe this is the brink of the World War III, that the Lord has promised us. <laughs> he has said there's not going to be peace on this earth. He has prophesied uh, nuclear with the flying scroll. If you want to watch my video on Zechariah's prophecy on the flying scroll, which hasn't been completed yet, we believe. But I just want you guys to hang on to that word. Like the sadness is short. Jesus is coming quickly. I believe we are well into the last seven years. If you want to watch any of my videos, especially my video on Daniel's sign. Daniel prophesied there would be a final week, a final seven years, and every single sign leads up to that starting in the fall of 2017. Now that would lead us to the end of that being 2024 in the fall, which we're expected Planet X to come sometime around then. Hopefully we're out of here. Hopefully the Lord shortens the days. Uh, I've said in all my videos, I don't believe there's a pre-tribulation rapture. We don't have two raptures. We get one rapture where we're called up with him immediately after the tribulation, Matthew 24 says. But that's, it's not as important as that. It's, it's important to know that we are in this dark tribulation time and we have to look up we have to look up and we have to draw nigh to him and the harvest we have to get into his heart so that we are more concerned about his heart and what he's doing than we are about our own comforts or people's comforts um or the sadness so the sadness doesn't take us over we have to be looking to him who's the author and finisher of our faith and he's ending this world as we know it so it's not going to get better he is going to give grace to the humble and he's going to resist the proud so the lord is what he's doing is he's judging the leaders and systems of this earth look he is uh he said I'm coming not to punish the people trapped under these lies, trapped under these systems, trapped under these wicked rulers. He said, I'm coming to judge those leaders and systems and rulers and the people who want that. And he is coming to liberate those who are his sheep and are his humble and those who are humble of heart and need to be freed. 
from propaganda, from false religions, from false doctrines. So as he comes with his spirit, if you resisting him, you're going to be mowed over. And if you're welcoming him, you're going to be lifted up, whether it's in your body or in eternity. And we have to stay focused on what the Lord is doing so we don't get caught in the sadness where the sadness doesn't take us over because weeping endures for a night, but he gives us joy in the morning. Now, when I had COVID back in the fall of 2021 and the Lord was saying to me, 2022 has got to be not got to be, but 2022 will be the start of the sadness and the darkness and the World War III and the nuclear. I cried and cried and cried and cried. So I've, I've cried before. So I've, I'm sad and I'm sad now. But the Lord is crying. He's, he said when he created, when he had to destroy his earth the first time with the flood, he said he was grieved that he made the people because they were so evil. So we have to remember that what he's doing is liberating us from the evil, liberating those from the evil. And so when I got that word about the invasions are the liberations, so there's uh, all kinds of information now coming out, even in this last week, about Russian soldiers who were deceived. They didn't know they were going to war with Ukraine. They're threatened with their lives. They're threatened with imprisonment. Um, we know the propaganda in Russia is to make people believe that the Ukrainians were under some kind of Nazi rule. I have some video clips. I'll play a couple of these. Um, and also the people of Ukraine are looking to him, to looking to him, and people are coming across the border. A whole, whole school of children just came across and just received Jesus. So the harvest, the liberation of those in propaganda, the harvest of those who don't know him, the harvest and liberation of all of us who have to join and to pray and as things get darker, we have to remember that it's all about his kingdom, which is not of this earth. His kingdom is not of this earth. So all of that, you have to just, we have to have that fortitude because now is the time of salvation of our Lord and of his Christ. Now is the time that we will overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony, and we love not our lives unto death. So we need courage, and especially American Christians need courage, because a lot of us have had it cushy. Me, not really, but yes, in comparison to like China. I went to a monastery, and there was a little monk serving me from China who had been in prison for 37 years. He wrote a book about it and he was serving me water, serving my food. And I was just astounded that someone would be serving me that had been in prison for 37 years. The time is now to really, we have to count the cost because I do believe this uh, 
God is judging everything that can be judged right now. So any evil in America has to be judged. It has to be judged. And judgment also begins at the house of the Lord. Like we have to come under that and we have to let him judge us. We have to let him purify us. We have to let him do what he's going to do so he can get his righteousness established in his new kingdom and his new earth. So that we will see we will see war on our land. We will. We will see war in America. There's been many prophetic words about that. And even George Washington said there will be a final battle. And I have a really great video on that. Um I think I had to take it off of YouTube so they wouldn't censor me too much. But uh the 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 George Washington saw it from his angel that he saw said there would be a final battle and it would be with foreign soldiers on our land and that the Union would still stand. But that means the, the, the small remnant Union, those who are wanting him and those who wanted to have America be covenanted with him. All those who are not covenanted with him who have welcomed false gods, who want our children to be cross-gender when they're in kindergarten, who call evil good and good evil, who want babies slaughtered using abortion as birth control. These all have to be judged. They have to be judged. So we will see more darkness. We will see more judgment. There's, it's not going to be comfortable. We are going to see more martyrs. We're going to see more imprisonments. And all of this is not a pretty sight. But the Lord said the suffering is short. It is a short time. And he says he shortens the days for the elect's sake. He says he shortens the days for the elect's sake. So all of that, our suffering is, is like a little blink of an eye compared with eternity that we're going to be with him forever and ever. So as these bears move and as China gets stronger and the government or they move and all of this will end up being liberations because every in a harvest, every time there's a martyr and someone sees that, there are convictions over their heart and they are saved. So right now, right now, this Russian soldier who's a lieutenant colonel has given this great speech. I'm not sure if YouTube will censor me, so I don't know if I'll put it on the YouTube. I'll definitely put it on the Rumble and the podcast. But he's basically, it's all in Russian, so I'll just subtitle it for you briefly. But if you are there listening in Russian or you can view it, you can see the subtitles. Basically saying we are sorry like we didn't know we thought we were doing something good and he's willing to do anything to make amends with what is happening in ukraine so why is it started in ukraine you know i don't know why is that why is god allowing it some of my christian friends think that it's the enemy and it is not the enemy it is the this is the time of the lord this is the day of darkness 
of the Lord, that terrible day of the Lord. And he says, beat your plowshares in the swords for that terrible day of the Lord. And he says that he is coming with darkness. The day turns to night and the night turns to day. The earth is reeling. It's prophesied in Isaiah that the earth will literally flip upside down on its polar axis. The animals are dying, mass animal deaths, because they're groaning, because they can't take the sin of the earth anymore. And those of us who have a pure heart and we can't even imagine the gross and disgusting things that are happening in, the, in these dark areas, we have to believe that if it's so gross, and it's so sad that the Lord would have to destroy his animals and his earth and he would have to create a harvest of souls with martyrdom. We have to believe that the sin is so bad and the time has to come now that this is the time of the salvation of the Lord. This is the time of his kingdom, his eternal kingdom forever and ever. And so we have to believe him. And those who want to be like God, those who want to be in the world system, will perish forever and ever. And my next video I already recorded. I really hope you tune in. It's about the seven heads are the seven mountains. And it's disclosing those systems of the earth that has hurt his people for, for all these years. And this, he, he is coming to destroy all those systems. So the time of the harvest is now. He said he has to do these things. He has to do them to turn people to him. One of the newscasters I like to watch at the end of his program, he said, I was going to say something else, but I can't say anything but pray. People are praying all over the earth. They're praying for Ukraine. And we're going to have to pray for these next steps, however this uh, God using Ukraine as a catalyst to his final war. We have to be just trusting in him that his salvation is more important than any of the sadness, any of the sadness, any of the torture, any of the martyrdom, any of the loss. We have to count everything lost for his gain. And I say this with great sadness because brothers and sisters, I don't think it's going to get better until he comes. But you and I, we draw on him. He's going to do miracles in those times. He creates secret places in his presence. He creates hiding places. He creates miracles of loaves and fish when people are hungry and praying for special corridors, special protection over the people of Ukraine to get out and those that are there to be valiant. And if they're supposed to keep going on, they will because they'll be alive. And if they're supposed to give their lives for him, I pray it's victorious. The dream one of the team members had is that there's this flood coming and we can't resist it. We have to let God do this thing. And um, we, of course, I've been talking to people since I started these videos. Well, I started, you know, knowing the Lord was coming 
when his revelation sign happened in 2017, but we knew that around 2021, um, we knew that around 2021, in the spring of 2021, those of us who had been paying attention, we knew we had to get into our secret chambers or into safer zones that we could. Now, I don't know how people were in Ukraine. I don't know who was warning people. Uh, I don't know, you know, I don't know, but we knew, we knew these are prophetic things that had to happen. They have to happen. And we pray for a great outpouring of the Lord's Spirit in Russia, that their eyes will be open to what's happening and their eyes will be open to a great cry out for the Lord. Uh, we pray for the next steps that we're not sure of, but I did have that prophetic word. It was probably two years ago now, but it was that there would be a surprise attack on NATO. A surprise attack on NATO. And at that time, sadly, I don't understand the world as much as I wish, but I had to look up what NATO was. You know, I've heard of NATO my whole life, but I had to look up what the alliance was. So this surprise attack on NATO could happen anytime. Uh, I think like that woman said, no one expected this. I think we need to expect a lion and a bear, and we need to expect the darkness so we can get in line with his heart and what's important to him. So I hope these testimonies bless you, and there's a little blurb up here. Uh, let me just read it because this is part of the, if you're on my podcast, you won't be able to read this. This is from a Ukrainian Christian uh, fleeing from Ukraine. Uh, we're not safe. No one we love is safe. There are still people back home. We're not detached from what is happening. Right now, we're mentally struggling to reconcile all of these things we're feeling and thinking. Our desire for safety, the lack of control, our desire to trust God, our desire to serve others, and our desire for it all to end. But we almost can't help but think about eternity when we start to fear. So eternity is the goal here, folks. Eternity is the goal. I know you know that if you're listening because uh, Jesus had 12 disciples. He only had 12. And a few other followers like Nicodemus and the Marys. So I don't expect ever to have a ton of followers, um, especially when you're talking about pain and suffering and martyrdom. Uh, but I am serving my Lord till the end, and I'm counting the cost daily, praying I'll be worthy, praying I'll be worthy to go through whatever I have to to get to Him. And like I've said before, we don't want to try to get away from it. Like, of course, you know, we do, and we hope that some people are worthy to escape the tribulation, but we, but our hearts want to be bent on going the distance the whole way, like every single disciple that Jesus had were all martyred. And even Peter, when he died upside down on the cross, he said, I'm not even worthy to be die in the same manner as my Lord, and he requested to die upside down. So have courage. It's a short time. Hunker down. 
seek the Lord, get rid of your worldly cares, get rid of your worldly thoughts, pray for people, prepare, prepare to help them. So when refugees are in your area, you have enough food and water for them. Pray for the miracles that need to happen. Pray for the courage. Pray for those that run into the battle instead of shrink back. Because we want to be, I love that scene of Wonder Woman when it's like so bad and everyone, it's so dark and she runs into the battle. And I've always felt like that in my spirit. Like I, I don't want to shrink back from anything. When the Lord told me to pray for Islam, I was confronted with the the principalities over Islam and I just went straight in and I wanted to just pray as a warrior to break apart those lies over the people of Islam. And so we want to do that now, just like go in with courage, go in with the Lord, be prepared with the gospel of our peace and have that be on our feet and be prepared with our weapons of our warfare and be encouraged that this is a short time and the Lord said I am coming quickly I'm coming quickly he's coming quickly so get your soul right work on your loved ones reach out to everyone and 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 tell them that this is the last days and when that last trumpet blows and we're called up there's no more chance to know him it's the time is now the time of his harvest is now and here is a video of my heart that the lord gave me the ability to paint it's his heart this is his heart for the nations and his heart for every single tribe and tongue that he poured out his heart broke to pour out his blood and water his life to the whole earth so his heart right now is all about the harvest it's all about bringing his souls in and he's going to shake everything apart to get to those souls so this is the heart of god holding the map of the whole world and this is the nation of israel piercing his heart on Jerusalem and that's Jesus coming back in the clouds for a second coming and this is the for God so loved the world he gave his only son written in Hebrew and then out of the heart the piercing of his heart his because his heart was pierced and out of it poured water and blood so that's why I have the blue and the red and then John 3.16 is written in 27 languages in the bottom. So that's the 27 languages of for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That whosoever should believe in him will have everlasting life. And the heart of God is so big, we couldn't get it through the doors of the gallery. Because <laughs> his door is open to everyone. Thank you. Heard the cries of the earth. I was 
looking back on my calendar of the week I had the vision of the end of the universe in 2001, which was the year 6001 in the corrected Hebrew calendar. So it was already past. We were already heading into the millennial. I had the, I painted that painting that week, this painting that I'll show you right here now, God Hears the Cries of the Earth. And I put it on my, I'll put it on my podcast photo title so you can see the inner ear. This The, the piece is uh, eight feet high and four feet wide. And I painted it with uh, mud and water trying to get people's eyes open, uh, praying for the souls of the earth, and the earth is in the middle of the eye, and the unborn is in the ear, um, those that have not got a chance to live. And what what was really cool, and what was really cool, and I'm having such a hard time, I hope the Lord's power is going through me because I feel so weak. Um, but what was astounding me is that he, like, he heard the cries of the earth, and then he's like, now it's starting to happen, because we know that started to happen in the, when it turned to millennial, the 6,000 and 6,001, and we know, I believe those four seals were broken on 9-11, and the whole world war was starting to go out, and the world changed at that time. And now we're in the culmination of this, where it's going to be all, all of this is because the God hears the cries of the earth. And the cries have gone up to a point where he has to come, has to do the harvest, has to end the suffering. So hang on and uh, pray for supernatural love and protection over everyone and supernatural strength in these last days. All right, God bless you, and thank you for tuning in. And also on my blog, I posted some of my art that got anointed, uh, that I hope will bless you. Feel free also to you know share these images. Um, I really didn't do any of this for money, so I really just um, pray for you all, pray that the, we don't know what tomorrow holds, but we know who holds tomorrow. So keep your eyes on the prize, the Good Shepherd. And I just thank you for everything, Lord, for your... your we're going to see, like, so much more of you. So thank you for tuning in. ...that went viral over the weekend around the world for a very good reason. Three Russians captured by Ukrainian forces spoke to reporters in Kiev at the headquarters of a Ukrainian news organization, Union. We're going to show you some of what they had to say in a stunning 22-minute news conference where they answered every question reporters asked. NBC News has not been able to independently verify the statements made in the video or the identities of the speakers, but we are using an NBC News translation of what was said. The three Russians identified themselves by name and birth date and said that they are not Russian soldiers. They said they are Russian police officers. They said they believed they were being sent to Ukraine to do regular police work and possibly some crowd control 
after the Russian military took over Ukrainian cities and towns. The injured officers said they were well cared for in a Ukrainian hospital, and one of them said he worried at night that the Russian airstrikes might hit his hospital. Lieutenant Colonel Dmitry Mikhailovich did most of the talking. He was the highest-ranking member there. He held up the half-page of written notes that he occasionally glanced at to show the press at the beginning that he was only using them to remember certain points that he wanted to make and that he was not being told what to say. Colonel Mikhailovich offered his view of what Russian soldiers were told before invading Ukraine and what the Russian uh, people have been told about what was happening in Ukraine. Colonel uh, Mikhailovich uh, asked, he asked the Russians, uh, let's see, we, have, we are running out of uh, a moving prompter here. So uh, he asked the Russian soldiers to please stop what they were doing. And here is some of what Dmitry Mikhailovich had to say. Нам говорили, что якобы на территории Украины, но это еще, как бы, когда мы в России находились, по средствам массовой информации, там говорилось в основном о том, что на территории Украины господствует, я сейчас дословно сто процентов ошибусь, поэтому не судите строго, что на территории Украины господствует фашист, фашистский режим, что националисты, нацисты захватили власть в свои руки, что обычным людям нужно помочь избавиться вот от этого, ну, условно говоря, ерма. Вот, то есть цель нам довели такую. Естественно, это была информация односторонняя, то есть у нас же есть интернет, там иногда пролетает то есть из других источников. То есть мы могли немножко анализировать, то есть мы, естественно, мы сомневались, то есть до конца мы не понимали, естественно, ситуации. Мы только когда я, вот я лично для себя, когда мы только сюда зашли, потом я когда посмотрел выступления боксеров профессиональных ваших, то есть я, я, ну, я на родине, я всегда за них любил, это Усик и Ломаченко, это мои любимые, ну, просто герои, реально. Я сейчас просто не указываю нисколько. Эти люди просто готовы взять в руки оружие. Они говорят о том, что мы вас сюда не звали. И мне становится реально стыдно за то, что мы пришли на эту страну, ну, на эту территорию, на территорию Украины. Просто вот сейчас женщина нам рассказывала, да, случай, она стоит и плачет. Мне просто стыдно реально за это. Я не знаю, почему мы так поступили. Ну, вернее, догадываюсь, потому что мы мало знали, мало думали своей головой, в конце концов. Просто вот реально принесли горе на эту землю. Я не знаю, сколько нужно времени искупить это, и вообще, возможно ли это в конце концов. Там, мы там отсидим в тюрьме, не знаю, там, любой приговор, там, который мы заслужили, это ради бога, это как бы мы уже готовы все принять. Но просто я говорю, что искупит ли это вину? Мне просто жаль тех людей, которые ну, на территории России находятся сейчас. Они, в принципе, ни в чем не виноваты. Они виноваты только в том, что до них информации ну, целиком не доводится. У некоторых вообще интернета нет, да? То есть им невозможно воспользоваться какими-то средствами. То есть им постоянно вот из телевизора льют и льют и льют. 
вот эту вот однобокую информацию о том, что Украина заселена фашистами и так далее. Ну, просто я реально, когда, может быть, и надо было со мной так поступить, да, вот именно Господу, чтобы я наконец прозрел, что ли, и попытался довести до тех людей, которые находятся сейчас на нашей территории России, которые еще, может быть, до конца не врубаются, что здесь происходит, извините за простое слово. Но здесь реально ребята, которые будут смотреть вот это вот интернет-видео там, да, думайте обо мне, что хотите, вот, как что меня там заставили написали мне текст неважно я вот скажу как есть да если бы на мою территорию кто-то бы пришел я бы поступил точно да. так же вот как эти люди сейчас и был бы прав и сейчас они правы а я сижу здесь и оправдываюсь и оправдываюсь я не понимаю за что мне очень стыдно за это потому что у меня дед воевал а я сейчас получаюсь в роли карателя вот лично, это лично мои слова вот, в отношении военнослужащих Российской Федерации, если дойдет до них, дай бог. А, ребята, не, как вам сказать, не, ну, наберитесь смелости, короче, да, потому что мне это легче, да, я уже попал в такую ситуацию, вам, вам наверное, тяжело, да, пойти против поля своего командира и так далее. Ну, ну реально, здесь происходит геноцид. Геноцид, по большому счету, просто народ уничтожается. Украинский народ, ну и, соответственно, мы со стороны России получаем свое за то, что мы вторглись на чужую территорию. И это, ну как бы, это правильно. Это вроде как и неправильно, и это правильно, ну, с одной стороны. Со стороны Украины это правильно, с Россией это неправильно. Россия, ну, никак здесь победителем не будет при любом раскладе. Тут уже понятно, даже, ну, я не знаю, тут все варианты можно просчитать. Даже если мы до конца дойдем условно, что, я надеюсь, этого не произойдет. Мы завоюем территорию. Кто людей-то завоюет? Мы как эту территорию будем вообще держать-то в руках? А вокруг нас пустота будет. Мы на острове будем жить. Просто с нами никто разговаривать не будет. И это опять будет правильно. И русский человек будет... Выходя за дверь за свою, да, ему будет стыдно говорить, что он русский, потому что он будет за трещину всегда получать, за то, что мы сейчас сделали. Поэтому я вас очень прошу, как пока есть возможность, остановитесь просто, дайте нам шанс вернуться домой, сделайте для себя э, выбор правильный, вернитесь домой, потому что дома уже начинаются э, люди выходить на улицы, они начинают немножко глаза уже открывать. Пускай не очень сильно, но тем не менее. Сейчас вот нам наша задача с вами просто не допустить реально тотального уничтожения здесь вот этих двух народов. Это просто страшно. Я, я никогда такого не видел в своей жизни. И не, ну, не думал, что у меня к концу жизни будет такое, такая возможность. Вот мне это точно не надо. И моей матери это, ну вот, той, той же самой не надо. Я представляю сейчас ее состояние. Я еще, можно скажу, по украинскому народу, да, я, наверное, не найду слов тех, которые бы там загладили нашу вину, поэтому я скажу просто, ну, если найдете в себе силы, простите нас. Если нет, то, ну, ради бога, мы примем это как, как должное. Я к чему говорю? Что мы без вашей помощи обойтись в этот раз не сможем. Я объясню, в каком плане я это вижу. 
Сейчас люди в российской армии, да, и в том числе в гвардии, которые находятся сейчас на территории, они многих замешательств. Они не хотят войны, никто не хочет этой войны, не хотят вас убивать, украинцев. Вот поверьте мне, как бы вы, может быть, это дико не звучало, да, что люди с оружием в руках, пришедшие на вашу территорию, вас не хотят убивать. Но я вас сто процентов говорю, спросите любого, никто не захочет, ни, даже ни, вот не пленного, просто приедьте в Россию и спросите, вам нужна кровь украинцев? Я думаю, только идиот скажет, нужна. Или вообще любого другого человека. Это болезнь просто. Это называется людоедство. Так вот, помогите нам справиться с этой проблемой. У нас реально проблема. Мы сейчас остановиться ну, сразу не сможем. Маховик уже запущен. Поэтому с вашей помощью что можно сделать? Люди, которые сдаются к вам в плен, вы, пожалуйста, ну, соберите волю в кулак. Сохраните им здоровье и жизнь. Для чего это нужно? Потому что если вы приложите силы к тому, чтобы максимальное количество людей из них умерло, на родину никто не приедет и не расскажет о том, что здесь было. А живого человека уже сложнее будет сделать. Даже если третья часть от тех людей, которые приедут домой, сумеет об этом рассказать правильно, это уже будет большой плюс. И благодаря вам это случится. И благодаря вашей стране, вы станете не только физически победителей, духовно победителей, но и душевно. Это, это очень важно. Вы просто на лопатке любую силу положите в этом. Я просто искренне надеюсь на ваше милосердие по отношению к тем людям, которые будут поднимать руки и выходить к вам. Или раненые будут лежать. Не нужно делать трупы, нужно делать людей. А у вас это сейчас прекрасная возможность есть в этом. У меня все. A little bit of my mystery of Messiah song. We move and live and have our being. Jesus, Savior of the world. The mystery of heaven. Mystery of the Messiah, hidden in God. We are one. Every tribe and every tongue, we are one. Every tribe and every tongue. And Jerusalem above is free, and the mother of us all. And Jerusalem above is free. I think I must say that verse because it's like the mothership, the mother city, uh, the mother heart of God that would create New Jerusalem for his people. 
really beautiful. Like, I just love that verse. Jerusalem above is free. And the mother of us all, we're going to be free. Free there. Free in New Jerusalem forever with him. Amen. The temple of my Messiah. The New Jerusalem.